0: This is episode 92 with Jim Chow of The Perfect Potty.
1: This is Crowdfunding Uncut, the place where creators and entrepreneurs come to learn how to launch a successful crowdfunding campaign. Here's your host, Kirsten Ross.
0: This episode is brought to you by Backerkit. Backerkit is a crowdfunding fulfillment software service that helps you take care of all the spreadsheet nightmares after your campaign is done. Let me explain. Once you have hundreds of new backers for your product, you're going to be exporting a ton of customer data that is probably going to change. People will need to change their shipping address. They'll want to downgrade some of their rewards. They'll want to buy more rewards. and When you don't have a system in place to help with this, it's actually going to be taking a lot more of your time dealing with customer service admin, and you're probably going to screw stuff up, which is not good long-term for customer relations. Backerkit gives you a full done-for-you software platform online where you can easily manage all of your customer data. And My favorite part about working with them is that once your campaign actually wraps up, they help you get additional sales from your customers by offering to upsell to more rewards or options that you may or may not have on your campaign. They have worked with more than 2,000 projects delivering more than 3.5 million rewards and, and products. This could be digital products or heck, even physical products to you guys. They've been amazing to work with. I've partnered with them on the show because I've worked with them in the past and they are amazing. So if you are looking for a partner after your campaign that's going to make your life Super easy. They are the ones to go to. To find out more information, go to backerkit.com. But wait, at checkout, they're actually giving the uncut listeners, which are you guys, going to give you 50% off of their setup services. So when you go to backerkit.com, go to checkout and use the five code uncut, U-N-C-U-T. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm Kirsten. And today I have another pleasure of bringing on uh, one of the campaigns I'm actually working with, Jim Chow. He's the well co-founder, sorry, I can't forget about David, but he's the co-founder of Silly Peach Perfect Potty, which is going to be launching in a couple weeks. And I thought, um, while we were just talking about how uh, Jim has had a previously successful Kickstarter campaign. He was walking me through some of the marketing strategies that they were using for that. And one really amazing angle came up, which at the beginning, Jim was like, well, no, it's not that big of a deal. But then I was like, no, 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 I really would love to bring you on the show and like dissect exactly what you did because Jim is... Has been in e commerce for the last three years, mostly Amazon, done more than $3 million in sales. And a few months before we actually started working together, they launched a campaign and did over 70% of their funding. So, Jim, how much is that? Like 15 to 20,000?
1: A little bit over 20,000.
0: Okay, a little bit over $20,000 from his personal network, but not just that, through a webinar that he hosted for his personal network. And so, I just thought it was fascinating because I'd never heard of a of an entrepreneur using a webinar to fund their crowdfunding campaign on the first day. So I was like, Jim, can you please come on the show? I think this would be a really great topic for anyone who may not have a massive marketing budget, but you do have a good network or you're in the process of building your network. This could be a really great way to leverage your network when you may not have thousands and thousands of dollars to put into building your audience for some of these projects. So... I'm really excited to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, I'm glad uh, glad to be here. Hi, Kirsten.
0: Hello. So it's cool. Um, I'm going to shut up and ask you to just, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Like what got you into e-commerce? Why do you love it? Why crowdfunding? Like just go into all that.
1: Yeah, my background actually roots uh, way back, Um, in fact, it's almost uh, a decade now, a full decade back in my uh, internet marketing career. Um, You know, I started online and um, after, uh, actually, if you go back a few years, after years of selling stuff door to door, different products, um, you know, I, I really wanted a way to automate the selling process, so introducing sales funnel, I went online, did a ton of research, And I stumbled across the info product affiliate marketing uh, um, industry. So from that niche, um, the whole idea of doing webinars, selling through webinar, actually um, is mostly from my affiliate marketing um, info product days. We would uh, focus uh, a lot of marketing, recruit a lot of affiliates to uh, get people on on a single list, and we would do a live webinar. And uh, back in the days, um, I'm sure PayPal still... Uh, They're still paying paying the butt, but uh, back in the days, every time we do product launch and we would just like, instead of using merchant account, we plug in PayPal. PayPal would freeze our funds every single time because we always do multiple tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of sales in one hour uh, just by doing webinars. So, you know, that idea kind of roots way back in the days um, and then, um, you know, through my networking in that industry that have led me to e-commerce. So, Started, uh, I jumped straight into Amazon um, and uh, had a really, really good run in the beginning. Uh, Launched more than 30 different products or so now on Amazon and still launching. In fact, um, I kind of uh, went on tangent a little bit. So the question was a little bit about my background, how I get into e-commerce, correct? It was, yeah. Okay, so... So from there on, uh, in the last few years on Amazon, uh, the trend that I've seen, and and I know a lot of your listeners may be selling on Amazon as well, the trend I see on Amazon is everybody are putting on their uh, private label brand on a Me Too product. There's so many Me Too product. Uh, In fact, Amazon is uh, definitely getting to a place of a little bit of price war. Everybody's uh, playing that. price war game and the prices are going down uh same product everybody's selling the same product uh um different branding and driving their price down so i really see a trend right now to be a little bit more innovative and coming coming out of products that doesn't quite exist in an industry that's different um you know there's only two ways to really compete in the marketplace one is competing in price so you have the walmart model where you just make your, uh, and Walmart and Costco, you make your tiny margin and you move volume and you make a profit and that's great. You you reach a, a huge global audience. And the other way to really stand out from the crowd is adding additional value and charge more. Um, personally, I like the second route better because you make a lot more profit um, and uh, a lot less overhead. Your profit margin would be much, much higher. So that's where um, um their whole idea of start launching innovative products on Crowdfunding, you know, crowdfunding is really great in two ways. One is, um, you know, if you need to fund, that's awesome. But usually, you always want to uh, have a little bit more funds than just what you raise on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. Um, what 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 I like most about crowdfunding is actually it becomes an additional marketing stream to showcase your product. To to get your product uh, um, name and branding idea out to the marketplace so you can have a successful launch into e-commerce or retail. Uh, so so that's kind of the route that we're taking right now.
0: What I've noticed is I've started doing a lot of work with um, current product sellers on Amazon or e-commerce because what they're seeing is, uh, like when you talk about the price war, are you talking about the brand gating that's happening on Amazon?
1: No, price right war now. isn't like, uh brand gating is a part of it, but uh price war as in I'm selling a I'm selling a plastic fork and you're selling the same plastic fork of a different branding, different packaging. And you know, we both start at selling at fifteen dollars and then we're ranking right next to each other. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna price it at fourteen dollars and all of a sudden I sell more than you do. You saw me pricing fourteen dollars, so you priced it at thirteen dollars and now you sell more than I do and we just go price war all the way, spiral all the way to the bottom where uh, None of us are would be making any profit in like a month, right?
0: Right, got it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it just—I don't sell on Amazon yet. That's actually something I'm looking to do in the next like 12 months, I would say. But one thing that um, a lot of sellers really like, including myself, about the taking your like, crowdfunding can be a way to plug and play before you launch on Amazon. So what we're doing with um, the Perfect Potty is we're creating a brand that we will then kickstart and then, well, Indiegogo, and then go onto Amazon that way. But what you're able to do is build yourself up by providing more value through brand creation, going through story, and then people actually value it because it's a brand and not just some knockoff product on Amazon because we're creating a story and a full marketing message around it. And so I feel that um, like you said crowdfunding is awesome but it also will help you pr- uh, position yourself as a f- as a premium product because you have a an essence behind it off of Amazon, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In my personal opinion, I think it's actually more valuable to leverage crowdfunding as a marketing angle than it is to to crowdfund and, and to bank on that, you know, if you Right, to launch a product, not will depend on how much you fund. Uh, if you depend a hundred percent on that, um, it it won't be as reliable versus then using it as a you know as a publicity. Oh,
0: one hundred percent. And there's something I just uh, I love what you said earlier. But just in case the audience missed it, you mentioned that it's important to have funds available outside of your Kickstarter project. Can you walk me through why you feel that's important?
1: um you know that's that's almost a um a business concept i've adapted in every single business that i i've run into um if you if you depend 100% of your uh, um your future on what the fund that, that you raise in order to bring the product to life then you're putting a lot more pressure on yourself and with crowdfunding uh now now that we've been working together for the last two months i've I see a lot more expenses than I would even originally calculate, like marketing, budget, Facebook ads. And the problem with ads is it doesn't always work on the first run. So you would spend a bunch of money on testing. And then once you get the right campaign, you need to scale your campaign. So you'll be spending a lot of money on that. Uh, In the case of Perfect Party... We, uh, before we we even started uh, marketing and planning on date to launch we secure a patent a provisional patent uh, we hire an attorney and uh, in our local city and that costs a lot of money um, and then uh, and, and just it, it just all adds up it all adds up to uh, quite quite a bit of money before you can uh, get your product to to be on crowdfunding sites
0: and I'm curious so I don't I do this thing where when we talk about products, I forget to do the introduction of what the product is. So can you, uh, we'll just backtrack a bit. Can you tell us what perfect potty is? Obviously I know what it is, but tell me what it is. And then, um, considering the amount of money that and your time that needs to go into this product launch, what did you do to validate this enough so that you were comfortable investing the
1: cash? Uh, Sure. I'll I'll start off with the story on how we came up Perfect Potty, and then I'll go into what the Perfect Potty is. I think it will flow better that way. Cool. Yeah. Um, I was actually selling a um, combo seat on Amazon. Uh, a a potty combo seat, the one that you install on your elongated toilet, and uh, it has a potty. is three pieces. It has a lid, it has a child potty, the the, uh, the smaller seat, and also the regular adult seat. Uh, and and we did extremely well. We make um, we did a couple of tens of thousand a month in sales with minimal marketing. Um, and as I dive into the market, i I got a lot of data from selling in that niche. And I found that majority of the traffic, we did well, but majority of of the traffic and the sales, people actually prefer to buy set top party trainers, the ones that you put right on top of your current seat. Um, And what we found was the current, every single current model of set-top toilet trainers is very uh, uh, flimsy. It it moves around, it doesn't have any locking mechanism, and, you know, like half of them doesn't even have a rubber grip at the bottom, where when your toddler sit on top of the potty trainer they would actually slide around, especially, you know, how active toddlers are these days. They they can never sit still. They're they're literally a ball of energy 24-7. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we saw that as a problem. And as entrepreneurs, we go into marketplaces, we find problems, and we provide solutions, and that's how you offer value and make money. So we we started, uh, um, you know, drafting out ideas on how we can make the product better. And uh, essentially, we came up with a, a solution of, Locking the potty, the uh, set-top potty trainer on top of the toilet seat. There isn't any in the market, so we designed a uh, um, spring-loaded mechanism uh, that would that's adjustable. So it has dual hooks on both sides, and and the hook and height can be adjusted to the different toilet seat shapes in the market. There's round, there's elongated, um, and there's different depth. So. We, we designed that. We brought our, on uh, on board our engineer friend, so and we did, like, catch drawings, designs. We went through, like, six different prototypes in the process and did 3D printing, and uh, we tested it. We tested a seat and works on 95% of seats on the market, except for the specialty seats that are padded. Uh, so, we were pretty happy with uh, with the product. Uh, from there on, we, uh, you know, we drafted a winter attorney, uh, our trademark attorney and got a dual provisional patent on it. Um, and, uh, does that answer your question? Kirsten?
0: Yeah. 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 I'm loving this. Okay. Yeah. So basically guys, what you're hearing is there's, he didn't just pick a product. He, you know, you had a lot of research and having an intimate knowledge of a, an area you were currently selling in and i think that's really great cuz what where a lot of people go wrong is they they have this founders blindness where they think their product is the next best thing but you considering a crowdfunding campaign is like investing in a startup um, and starting a business, you do really have to do your research to make sure you have an, not only an intimate knowledge of your demographic that you're going after and what they care about, but also proof that this thing will sell. Or else, you could sink ten to twenty thousand dollars into a launch that flops because you realize too late that no one wants it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, we went into the whole deal, known that we'll make money without even doing a without without any awareness on crowdfunding campaign. If we if we have that specific product and we launch it straight on e-commerce, uh, I have no doubt 200, 200% confidence we'll sell. No problem.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's cool because this is my first like mom's product I've ever worked with and they they love it like when you first brought this potty training seat to me it's not sexy at all and i thought that you know before i started working with you guys i only wanted sexy products but I, but i really like functional products that do a real service and it's amazing how much about potty training i, I don't have a kid that i've learned
1: <laughs> so well it's really funny you put it that way right i mean you're talking about like me and my brother like I we don't know. have kids you have a couple of dudes that don't have kids come up with a you know toddler potty training product. It, it's funny, but but then like if you look at this, the numbers, Squatty Potty did huge amount of revenue. Oh, I know. And there's a lot of unsexy products that are huge.
0: Exactly. Um, my friend Peter Shankman, he he's an angel investor, and he will only invest in products that are not sexy because not sexy are not trends, meaning they have long term longevity with it meaning it's a safe good investment as well but uh that's cool i actually uh, so one of my guilty pleasures when i'm taking time off work is watching some youtube shows and my favorite one is good mythical morning have you ever heard of that
1: i've heard of it uh i haven't watched too many episodes
0: okay the guys are ridiculous it's just like it's my guilty pleasure kind of like going to see a comedy show And uh, literally before I got on this call with you, they were going through the story of how their like five-year-old is insane. Like, um, do you know in some cars, like in the Acura, they have some, it's a seatbelt, but it's not a regular seatbelt. It's one that will, it it comes down from like the middle of the car roof to help secure you a little more. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. Yes. So... Um it, Rhett's wife was driving in LA and then their toddler was like, Mommy, mommy, my seatbelt's stuck. And she's like, Oh God, another toddler problem. So she keeps driving, and eventually the toddler's like, Mommy, mommy, I can't breathe. So she's like, What have you done? It's a seatbelt. Like, we're going home. But eventually the kid starts crying and freaking out. And then so as Rhett's telling the story, his wife pulled off on the side of the road. And what had happened was he, the toddler had somehow gotten a hold of the seatbelt. From the roof, pulled it down around him and like locked himself in it by tying a really tight knot. And she tried to call 911, but it got a busy signal. And then eventually worked with the Acura helpline to like put enough weight to leverage it so that she could untie her kid <laughs> from this thing.
1: Away. Yeah.
0: Like, Jeez. so when you say, like, you know, toddlers <laughs> are very prone to accidents, like, Luckily, the kid was okay, but it's just they'll get their hands in everything.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, it's it's funny. Uh, just a side note, we uh, I actually have another business, and uh, our target market are our moms with toddlers between age one to five or six. Yeah. And so we know the the, um, the audience really well, and. One thing about toddler is, you know, like nothing in the world would bring more joy to to parent than toddlers, but nothing will also bring more headaches. So when there <laughs> are headaches, you can provide solutions. It was a great market to be in.
0: Oh yeah, people pay a lot of money for it too. Yeah, obviously you're you're right in there. So so this brings me to the webinar. Um, okay, so first off, just to frame this for people the kickstarter campaign we're talking about is tk world's first stainless vacuum insulated cycling bottle which raised over 30k which is cool um can you talk me through what sort of audience you had or like marketing efforts you've done prior to launching this campaign
1: um so that campaign we literally didn't do too much uh, um Marketing as as far as building audience, uh, building a pre pre sale list, um, and uh, the first time we launched it, uh, actually ended up pulling in a, a a week because the idea of webinar came up. So I'll kind of walk you through. Um, and, and and the second time we launched it in a really bad time too. It was right before election. Uh, oh, the first yep. time was uh, prior. The first time we launched the TK campaign was a month prior in October and we literally didn't do too much research uh it was free so we didn't uh, um put too much uh, emphasis on it we literally just put uh, um finished video the campaign the crowdfunding video put it on put the content page on and we let it run and the very first day in fact the first five days we put it on kickstarter we did absolutely no marketing it was doing a thousand a day and i was actually perplexed i was like you know, that's that's kind of cool. I haven't put a dollar of ad budget, and people are pledging. And then a few days in, I, I start um, – that that's when I write articles. And now I know a lot more about the system, about, you know, backers per hour and uh, the dollars per backer. Uh, basically, you want a bunch of momentum on your crowdfunding campaign early on. So that they could potentially get featured and email blast. And that's when your campaign can go really, really viral. It would be a huge percentage of your pledges. Um, so I learned about that a few days in and I was like, well, shoot, I, um, it's already fourth day. I didn't do any pre-camp campaigning. There's no momentum. And I was like, well, this product is very generic as a water bottle. Now you could be, if you're, if you're into weekend cycling, if you ride a bike, this would be a really, really high value product for you and you, you gotta have it. But even if you don't ride a bike, it's a standard water bottle that will keep cold drinks for up to 48 hours and keep hot for up to 9 hours. Everybody would want a bottle like that regardless of they bike. So the idea came to me uh, and my audience from uh, other industries, I, um, you know, I did a lot of webinars and coach people on e-commerce and marketing and I have a following. And I thought about, hey, what if I give all my followers... A bottle and but now reverse the thinking right I sold webinars and uh, my coaching sessions can go up to 15,000 um, and I've sold many many training products for 100 hundreds of dollars um, that people would buy my that my audience my email list would buy so the idea came to me that what if I give them a free webinar and I teach them how to do marketing in this case crowdfunding and all they need to do is pledge on my Kickstarter campaign. So essentially the price of admission is pledging for a couple of bottles, which is extremely cheap. It's $50. Any kind of webinar I sell would be more than that already. So I, I got a bunch of people on a webinar and, uh, and, and I pitched this to them and I converted at probably a good 80% of their people on the webinar. To pledge on my campaign they they come on and say hey I, I get to jump on a couple of webinars I get to learn about you know taking my Amazon business to the next level by creating innovative products and do crowdfunding campaign and all I have to do is buy two bottles that I probably need anyway so you know it it, it just comes comes back to the core of if you offer enough value people will buy it uh, in this case my what I'm delivering my proposal is it's worth a lot more than the price of admission, which is a couple of bottles.
0: Now, I'm gonna pause. We cannot forget to thank the guys over at BackerKit for sponsoring this episode. BackerKit is a crowdfunding fulfillment software service that helps you take care of all the logistics, spreadsheets, and um, Sorting customer data. Not only do they help make customer address changes super easy or changing rewards after someone already has already bought, but the power is that they also help you um, do upsells and downsells and take care of all that. So if you don't have a system or a platform already set up, um, they've already built that for you. And the best part, you can find them at backerkit.com, but they've actually create, um, created a discount code for the uncut listeners, which are you guys. So if you go to to uh, check out, use the code UNCUT, U-N-C-U-T, they're gonna give you 50% off of their startup services, which is amazing. Um, So if you wanna keep selling and keep making money and stay super organized, After your campaign, they are the guys to go to. I've worked with them on a few campaigns now, and they are amazing. Again, backerkit.com. So going back to this, um, you had an email list of people and customers who had bought your info products in the past, which you would teach online marketing and stuff? Yep. Okay, So then you, how did you position this webinar then? Did you just email your list one time and said, hey guys, I'm doing a special training on this, like join this way or how like can you walk me through that sign up process a bit
1: yeah basically basically i uh send an email out and uh and, and send a couple of messages out saying that uh and, and people also share my messages sometimes and i i didn't really say too much on the invitation process i just said hey join me on a free webinar and uh i'll show you what I'm doing now and a lot of people know I do quite a bit of sales on Amazon and I just basically invite them, hey, jump on the webinar I'll show you how I'm innovating innovating products so that you can stand out from your Amazon competitors. Like I I barely even talked about crowdfunding. I may have mentioned Kickstarter. Um I my angle could have been uh actually it was it was how I leveraged Kickstarter to have a more successful Amazon launch. I think that was the message.
0: Okay, cool. And when did you tell people what the price of admission was? Was it on the sign up page or was it at the end of the camp of the webinar that you said, if you saw value in this, please pledge? Like, what was that like?
1: Yeah, they they jump on the webinar. Uh, They jump on the webinar first and my call to action was pledge on a campaign. And it's not like I teach them everything on a short webinar and you can't. Yeah. I, I tell them the benefit, uh, I tell them the problem of current Amazon Marketplace, of so many Me Too products, and I talked about the importance of innovating and creating a unique product. I go over Kickstarter examples, I go over um, successful campaigns, I go over some of the ingredients, and I say, hey, if you pledge, I'll walk you through the whole process of what I did on my current uh, um, campaign. In fact, the people that pledge on the TK bottles, I, I tend to always overdeliver deliver uh, mm-hmm. to my audience. Um, the people that pledged months ago, I'm sending them a invitation email shortly for next week that uh, to jump on, and I'll I'll coach them. I'll just give them a full behind the scenes access on the perfect party launch, on the process that I took to to bring it to life. In uh, in two weeks, I believe the first first week of May, so they uh, they get a ton of value. They they're still getting value. They get you know another free webinar on me walking them through my process of perfect party. So if they can, if they, um, hopefully they can copy as much of the process as possible so that they can launch their own stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're giving me some good, uh, ideas too. Cause webinars that I've done in the past were just like, what have I done? I've gone through the number one mistake you need to know, which is having, um, momentum on day one and how to do that. I've gone through how to validate your idea make sure you have something that will sell. But what people really want to see is they want the behind the scenes, like just sh- what are you doing? what has worked? can you walk me through what you've been doing with your live campaign? like that's really what yeah. they want to see, right
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've always believed that the best way to learn is to see what another person do than just jump on a bunch of ideas
0: Yeah now gonna play devil's advocate here um, you have a list of people who know about you and have bought info products from you in the past for one string in your business but then you have say the perfect potty customers do you like are these like strategies and stuff like that you're scared of your backers seeing or do you actually Um, think it's great to show that behind the scenes of how you operate your business
1: i i never intend to email my backers to invite them to these kind of stuff so the the email the the audience that i'm promoting to are strictly marketing audience people who does e-commerce already Mm-hmm. I, I, I never had the intention of uh, emailing my backers and you know their pre pleasures, their customers. So I, I have a completely separate personally.
0: Awesome, yeah, that's what I thought. Because like, even me sometimes I might struggle with, um, as I have two sides. I have the coaching side where I teach people like you how to, you know, how to do a Kickstarter campaign. But then you have also the backers that see like the. Behind the scenes, so if I ever do a case study on like a big win that I had with one of my clients, I'm always concerned. Like, wonder how the backers are going to perceive that. Um, But I I love full transparency with that. But yeah, it kind of seems weird to like go to your Kickstarter backers and say, Hey, do you want to see a webinar on how we executed a great campaign? (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, yeah, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. No. It's not in their they're, they're, they're not into the business.
0: Exactly. It's completely different motivation for why they'd want to be on a webinar like this. Yeah. So I'm curious like, how would you just say you are the typical founder that may look at this and say, okay, I want want to do a webinar, but I haven't spent years building an email list for a personal brand and I don't have a lot of money to leverage Facebook ads, but I really want to do a webinar, but I have a great network of people. I'm curious what you would tell someone. um, I'm not tell, but like, if you could coach someone or maybe you're in this position where you didn't have a big list, but you had a really good network, how would you be able to to use your network to get them on a webinar to do this?
1: Um, hmm. Well, first of all, like not everybody wants to learn marketing. So it could be, it could be completely something else. Like you're, let's say, let's say somebody have an industry that they don't teach marketing, but they, um, let's say they do dog training. Okay. So let's say they're a dog trainer and they have clients that are, you know, into dog training. You could host a free webinar on. Hey, I want to give you additional tips on dog trainings and share some values with you. Jump on the webinar, and perhaps you could offer some type of really cheap uh, product. Uh, cheap as in uh, um, the physical goods being cheap, not the value being cheap. Um, but something of value to them, um, like maybe if you're launching a dog training ebook that people would buy, some kind of uh, um, you know ad- additional training products that you're selling. You could say, "Hey, I want to give you a um, pre-launch copy of my product coming up," um, and, and and let's say, and uh, you're actually launching a a dog training niche product for for crowdfunding. You say, um, that, "Then then you could exchange that that um, that offer. Say, hey, go to my Kickstarter or uh, Indiegogo campaign. pledge for my dog training product. I like to give you a gift on my." book coming up they'll be launching shortly or other stuff um so it doesn't have to be marketing angle but i mean you do need to know exactly what your audience want and give them something that they would uh, gladly pay the formula for success here um i mean there's no exact method if you don't have a list of people following you for marketing then you can't do exactly what i did on my angle but you can always twist it the formula here is whatever you're offering for your Kickstarter, your crowdfunding pledges, um, the value of your pledge, if that is less than uh, the free stuff that you give to the audience, people will buy it.
0: Yep, well said. And while you were talking... Um... I'm not sure if we've talked, but I'm sure we have, but Indiegogo, one of the perks of them over at Kickstarter is they do secret perks. So just say um, you host this webinar the day we launch, you can, instead of sending them all to the Indiegogo page and like giving them a perk that everyone can get, you can create a secret perk, which is like webinar only special. Um, so you give them that link and when when I go to the page, I don't see anything. But when you give the secret link to someone else, it's like a special offer only for that segment. So that could be something we talk about because that's like secret perks are fantastic. Um, and could be a great way to streamline this as well.
1: Yeah, that's really smart. In fact, for Perfect Party, plenty to do the exact same thing.
0: Yeah, I think so but we could talk offline on that because we don't want to reveal the secrets just yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, Jim, this has been fantastic. Um, considering you have experience with Kickstarter and you are a successful e-comm seller, if you had to go back three years and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: Uh, if I have to go back three years and give myself a piece of advice, I would, um, well, three years ago, If my future future me goes back three years ago, then um, my advice to myself three years ago would be launch more products. Launch three times more products three years ago.
0: Okay. Just just don't be scared to do it?
1: Yeah, the timing was so good back then. I could have literally blindfolded myself, throw a dart against a wall, and I'm going to hit bullseye almost every time.
0: And now there's so much due diligence to do.
1: Right now, I feel like you got to be really smart. You got to be different. You got to be unique. You got to come mm-hmm. up with good ideas. So it's it's going back to what any product launch has been lately. But I mean, back then, like you, you could have sourced a literally a plastic fork and you could make your money.
0: If only, but you guys are doing something great. So this has been awesome. Thanks so much for coming on the show.
1: Absolutely, it's my pleasure. Thanks for the invite.
0: No worries. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode. Um, If you are in the middle of your product launch or you're thinking of crowdfunding, head over to crowdfundinguncut.com to download the physical product launch checklist. Um, A reader did write in and say it was their new Bible, which is a little creepy, but also fantastic. Shows there's a lot of value in there, plus it's free. So that's crowdfundinguncut.com. And... If you are digging the show, please do go to iTunes and leave us an honest review. It helps the show get found by more listeners and we're out to to help you guys get funded. So this has been great. Thanks so much for your time and we